Welcome to another fine edition of the Wrestling Stable, Episode 8. I'm your host, Chris Phoenix, and joining me as always, Mr. Distorted Zero. Awesome, awesome. Very excited about this week's show. We have great, great stuff to talk about. Yeah. As usual, we like to talk about, we, we assume that most of you watch the three wrestling programs, four wrestling programs that are on. We try to talk about other things. Um, you can watch the product yourself when you can, and your DVR doesn't erase it like mine. Oh, ouch. Yeah, I hated that. Three-hour roar, and I didn't even get to see it. Because my DVR shattered out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you missed about an hour's worth of all entertainment. Oh, God. <laughs> an hour's worth of wrestling. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I don't know. There was, uh, there was a pay-per-view tonight. Was it No Way Out? Yes, yes, No Way Out is tonight. No Way tonight. Out tonight. Um, uh, actually, got to say love the advertising they're doing for it with mm-hmm. this classic kind of vintage shot of AJ tying uh, Daniel Bryant to the tracks of a railroad. It's just uh, yeah. normally I kind of when it comes to WWE promotional stuff, I'm mm-hmm. it's always so obvious. I kind of really like where <laughs> they went with this. So let's hope the yeah. pay-per-view matches up to the posters. Well, you know, you're going to have... Anytime you're going to have Daniel Bryan and and CM Punk work a match, it's going to be a great match. You know, they oh, have yeah. so much Without experience working with each other and everything. Now, um, they've actually worked Kane to this angle, which I thought was kind of interesting because... Yeah, I don't get that. Well, for me, I am actually a huge, huge Kane fan. I think he's of course, just a great, great worker. Yeah. solid, reliable worker. Just yep. bust his butt out there. He's one of those few big men that even as he's getting older still has a great agility and great ring timing and just great presence so presence yep I, you know i'm kind of excited they've worked him into a top main event storyline you know he's not mid card in it because i think he's better than that so go kane see what happens yeah uh tna's pay-per-view was last weekend yes and did you see did you catch who popped up on that one Christian showed up. Made an appearance. Apparently, WWE and TNA worked out some sort of deal because they were. Well, this was the whole flare deal. Well, they, yeah, it, it's it's interesting stuff. They were, you know, as everybody who's a wrestling fan probably already knows, Ric Flair was inducted twice into the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. once on his own, and then once as part of the Four Horsemen. And, and I guess TNA so. and WWE struck a deal where. Because he was coming to do the Hall of Fame and, and TNA allowed it, they were going to allow one of their pieces of talent to do something with TNA. It was Christian. He made an appearance. What I think is really interesting about this is that apparently he didn't want to do this. <laughs> he no. was not happy about doing this No, at all. I mean, a lot of these guys, a lot of these older guys, especially like Christian, Edge, Jericho, you know, they know the value of their of their name, so to speak. So, I mean, I just think that if you're going to put him on TV like that, he's not going to be on TNA anytime soon. No, no. At least I hope not for his sake. So, again, I don't know why they would do something like that. I just don't know why they botched the whole marketing angle. I mean, to me, this is something huge you know, when when Flair was being announced to the Hall of Fame, WWE marketed the hell out of Flair and the Horseman and his induction. 
And it drew mm. great buzz because fans were literally just like, wow, this guy's working for TNA and he's coming to WWE to do this induction. Meanwhile, TNA's idea to promote the appearance was basically for Dixie Carter to get on Twitter and tweet about it. Really, guys? Really? It, it, yeah. It, he didn't. He was told he was very specific as to what he wasn't allowed to be allowed to say. Oh, you yeah. know, he basically no, no put doubt. over TNA I'm, I'm the sure crowd. They wanted to control, you know. Of course. Oh, speaking of control, what he was going to say and talk about, but I just feel like TNA it's a, can... a blown opportunity. I don't know. I mean, how do you feel? Like, you've got this WWE superstar coming into your house, appearing on a pay per view, and you tweet about it. I mean, I just yeah. There was no promotion, I... no nothing, and I and I like surprises like the next person, but I it, it goes to show again that TNA is in a complete disarray. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got Steiner Bad on the outside making still. Across the board, I just I feel like here's the company that is fighting to find their presence, find their identity, right. and they have an opportunity to put themselves, you know, out there and say we have a WWE superstar. He's going to show up at the pay per view. What's going to happen? And they just waited until what, like a Friday night before the Sunday pay-per-view? Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's a tweet. Like, really, guys? You, wow. Yeah. But, I mean, you still Ouch. you still have people like, like I was looking uh, the other day, Steiner is still complaining. Oh, like, yeah. Like, nonstop. This war of words continues. And apparently, Big Pop and Pump is taking some digs at Eric Bischoff's wife. Yeah, there was supposedly some sort of lawsuit. That, that happened where Eric Bischoff had to go on, on the stand and talk about things, and it was very private stuff. And I don't know. At this point, I'm starting to I'm starting to lose my uh, my faith in Steiner here. I never because really had he, a whole lot of faith in Scott Steiner because <laughs> the guy can't string more than three words together without bubbling but, them. But <laughs> I I, I had. Okay, all right, so he's illiterate, and, you know, and maybe the steroids rot in his brain. I, you know, I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I stood up for him purely for the fact that he was one of the few people that had the guts enough to say what I think a lot of wrestling fans feel about TNA. It's a train wreck. Yeah. Um, I think they mismanaged the guy. He can obviously still draw. People are into him. I think mm. they dropped the ball with him, but yeah, it's just getting to the point now where – it's like, first off, get a, you know, a grammar coach and just, I mean, your actual grammar typing coach. on the keyboard is almost as bad as your English language. Speaking. Like, you just can't speak well, I mean, he, your type. And it's just getting personal and ridiculous. And it's just kind of, for me, it's come to the point where it's like, man, I can't take what you're saying seriously. It's just stupid. Stop. No. Just stop it. And he's... He went from talking about wrestling and TNA as a whole and who to be pushed and who yeah. not to push. And now it's and just went, personal attacks. Yeah. He, you know, he's just and that's not right. personally slamming people. And it it just comes off as petty and stupid. It's like, yeah. if you want to say that TNA is headed in the wrong direction, <laughs> thumbs say up. It. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to have personal issues with the direction of that show, that makes sense. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm literally looking at the tweets right now. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing <laughs> what he typed, and it's just you sound like yeah, a moron, it's just dude. Personal, yeah. It's so personal maybe you attacks. should put the chainmail back on your head and uh, you know flex 
a little Flex bit. Flex a few more. Do your, do your shtick, but just don't tweet anymore, please. Stay away from a keyboard. It's really sad. Did you hear that uh, another wrestler's in trouble with the wellness program? I'm uh, thinking of the wellness yes. program. Well, Baroque. rumored to be in trouble with the wellness program. Apparently, it's the rumors were that it was Cody Rhodes initially, um, yeah, but he, he had a, out a prescription. valid prescription, so to yeah. speak, about what he was so on. To speak. Then it came out that Ezekiel Jackson reportedly tested high for uh, levels of <laughs> synthetic testosterone. <laughs> Um, really? Surprise, surprise. The guy's a monster, but yeah. apparently he has a legal prescription because apparently he wasn't producing enough testosterone that he yeah. needed to inject it or whatever he did, apparently. I'm starting Allegedly. to think that the wellness program is not working out as well as they, they would hope. No, it's not. I, but again, I, I mean, it's all just rumor, speculation. We don't really know. Um, the end of the day... These are really big guys that take <laughs> a massive beating day in and day out. I'm not saying that they, you know, I'm not justifying any, you know, prescription pill addictions or any issues that these right. guys might have. But it has to be understood that these guys, they take a pounding, they bust their butts day in, day out, months and months and months on the road. It's it's tough. And I think... Well, I mean, back in the day, uh, you had guys that were in cars that were smoking weed. You know, you had the very few, Iron Sheik, that would smoke uh, or snort large amounts of cocaine. And, you know, the majority of the other guys were basically pill poppers. You know, they were just trying to take the pain away, like you said. That's all. They they were managing a day-to-day beating. And, you know, I mean, even Mick Foley... What I love some of the stuff that he said about this whole issue, and this was years ago with his books, where he mentioned the fact that he really didn't – he respected the idea of a wellness policy, but he didn't think that like a guy like should get beaten up for smoking a joint. You know what I mean? Like his thing was like, yeah. I wouldn't do it, but if it helps him relieve some stress, if that's what – you know, it, right. you've got to be selective in how you handle the situation. I think the WWE is, you know, they're doing the best they can, and I think it's probably going to be an even wider crackdown at this point. <laughs> you know, it's just. Well, I don't know. You know, between the wellness program boys and do want to have fun, as we are <laughs> talking about this wellness policy, but girls want to have fun as well. And Miss Cindy Lauper is making her return to WWE, and on nobody Rock. knows why. Uh, nobody knows why at all. No. <laughs> it doesn't I, make any sense. Why would you bring I, back Cindy Lauper? I don't I when I saw the ad for it, just yeah. the way they marketed it, it was like you're marketing it like she's a star that has relevance, but she doesn't. So no. I guess you're playing off of the eighties nostalgia. She was part of the rock and wrestling connection back in the day. I guess you're yeah. Playing off of that, but I just, I just didn't understand the. I just don't see the point in it. No, there's a lot of stuff. No, I mean you got you got WWE bringing back Cindy Lauper for some ungodly reason, and then you have people like Austin Aries, who's a great worker in TNA, getting jabbed right in the middle of the right in the middle of the ring, and then that's a little rough. What's really tricky about the situation is that you know apparently he has behind the stage heat. Now, coming from TNA, 
Who cares? <laughs> I don't know how serious I can take that, but apparently he's hard to deal with, hard to work with, very arrogant, very cocky. And so and so he, he should behind be. the stage heat and Hogan on air during a promo trashed him. I mean, it was a it was a veiled dig. Yeah. Say that you know, he was kind of building him up on the promo about how great and amazing he yeah. is, but apparently to everyone behind the scenes, they knew it was a jab because apparently he's hard to deal with. I just He's I just a talent. The whole he's a good Even talent. If he is the most difficult. Wait, in the wait, world zero, zero, zero. Do you, do you enjoy watching him work? I think he's fantastic. I think he's would an you, amazing would you watch, talent. Would you watch a main event with him? Oh God, yes, yes, without okay. a doubt. So there is a talent, regardless of size. Yeah, you know. Oh, every he's time amazing. somebody, and, every time somebody wants but, to talk about size, they can talk about Rey Mysterio, and look at what Rey Mysterio achieved with his size. Austin Aries is a great talent. Um, you know, you got people like Matt Morgan in the back that's leaving because he's not feeling he's getting pushed properly. They let Steiner go. Um, you know, they keep rotating talent in there. AJ's still there working his ass off. Kazarian's still there working his AJ ass off. AJ has got to be one of the most loyal guys on the planet because he is top shelf, top tier main event talent, in my opinion. I think... His stick skills were his weakest thing, but AJ's gotten so much better on the mic. Guy could be top tier. TNA doesn't know what they're doing. No, and they don't. I, I guess my only thing with this whole Austin Aries issue is that, you know, even if he is a jerk behind the scenes, I don't know. We don't know. We're, you know, we're just hearing speculation. But even if right. he is a jerk behind the scenes, you do not take a jab at somebody on the mic, on camera, on a show. It's just right. unprofessional. You know what I mean? You I deal agree. with your I, especially issues behind the scenes. Especially when you're supposed to be the, the spokeshole, yeah. being Hogan, of the whole whole event. Now, I did actually catch that match, the um, uh, the X match with mm-hmm. Sabin, um, Aries, and I believe it was, oh, I can't remember, the Zima Ion. Oh, nice. Nice. And Sabin just came back from ACL. Yep. And he actually, I watched the fall. He just, he took a bad bump outside the ring, landed wrong, and it looks like he tore his other ACL. Yeah, he grabbed his knee instantly. From yeah, from what you, I've heard and what I, you know, seeing the replays of, of that moment, it yeah. it was an instant grabbing of the knee. So it's, yeah, there was, so you have like all this. himself pretty seriously. You know, TNA, you're using the wrong talent. And then the talent that does get out there, like Saban, for a moment, you know, because you had to put him in there with Aries to keep up, um, you know, he just, he he was hurt. You know, it's an accident that happens. But now I guarantee you they're going to shelve Saban forever. They're never going to push him again. You know, same thing with uh, one of my favorites, (laughs) Eric Young, who is another entertaining wrestler who can go. Yep. Eric Young I is... absolutely love this guy. And apparently, I don't know all... He, he's had multiple throat surgeries at this point yeah. to remove polyps. Yep. And yeah. I, I guess he was in for another one. And <laughs> it just... Wow. 15 throat surgeries since yep. 2004. This poor guy. No wonder why yeah. he's... I mean, just reading his tweets that he put up, just how disgruntled and angry this guy is, I don't blame him. I mean, it's, that is rough. 
really but he is um, he is another entertaining guy to watch. But because of a personal issue that's out of wrestling realm, you know, here's two guys, Saban, who was injured but worked steadily before then. Um, Eric Young, who always works, always entertains. Yep. Him running into the ring and counting three at a tag match <laughs> I just, for the I ref honestly is hilarious. Think, and I know that it makes me sound like, you know, to any of our listeners and fans, I don't want you to think I am a WWE mark. I'm not trying to say that I'm 100% down with everything that they do. But mm. when I look at a guy like Eric Young and then I look at like a Santino Marella and I see what they did with this dude and how he got over and how he's a staple. Yeah. The fans laugh. They love him. I look at Eric Young and I'm like, he's way funnier than Santino. Way and I love funnier. Santino. I think, he's, way I think he's funny as hell, but I think Eric Young is way more charismatic, way more funny, and a better in-ring worker. Like, Yes, he can go. Eric Young can go in the ring, but it's like the little things he does. Like when he, they oh. put him in the, ta- in, the mixed, in the mixed tag matches and he's like on the wrong corner. Mm-hmm. Or, he, or he comes in and... You know, counts three. <laughs> for the He's rest. outstanding. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where I really, I really hope that at some point, either TNA or WWE uses this guy to the best of their abilities. Because I just feel like he is such an overwhelmingly talented guy. Remember when he used to come out? Ring, remember, just push Remember him. when he used to come out? And the, his his pyro would go off, and he gets scared. Oh God! I, he's there was a period was so of time where when I watched TNA, the only thing that kept me watching was Eric Young. Just yeah, he's yeah, always totally. been great. So you know, I yep. just hope that somebody gets it and they let this guy do his thing. And um, but you know that creative control is going to ruin it as they always do. Look at what's going on with Ryback in the Ryback. Uh, in the oh, WWE. Boy. Yeah, you know people won't the even work with him now. Modern day Goldberg without the oh, excitement or charisma. Oh, get um, this, but WWE is going to well, yeah, in the back, but WWE is actually editing out the Goldberg chance. Goldberg chance, so I know it's. It makes me so sad when the WWE feels the need to do that because they're always the ones who are like, we, we're all about freedom and free speech yeah. and we're going to do Power our thing the people. and you know, support us on free speech. And then yet, as soon as there's a chant in the crowd they don't like, it's like, find a way to edit it. <laughs> it's just like, let, yeah. let them do the Goldberg chants. In a way... Power to the people, my ass. Just let them do it. I mean, How's it really hurting the character? Everybody knows what you're going for. You're trying to create that unstoppable wrecking machine. Mm-hmm. Nobody's really yeah, buying it. I just don't you? feel like when he comes out, the crowd cares. You know what I mean? I, maybe it's just no, me. Because I just don't think they care. No, because you know it's going to be another squash. It's going to be a jobber. Which He's just don't sloppy. get me wrong. I like seeing. I like seeing the local jobbers come in and do it, but that's the problem that people are having, that the, that the talent is having in the back, is that he's too green, he's sloppy, and he's going to end up hurting somebody. It's just kind of... It's, his character feeds into that Vince McMahon stereotype of Vince loving the big guys. He's about the build, yeah. he's about the look. That's fine if a guy can go. Dave Batista is one of those guys that took a lot of flack. You know, he numerous times I heard people say, you can't wrestle, you know, that whole chant. I and thought Batista can't. could go. I thought oh. he had some, you know, I'm not saying he was the greatest of all time, but he was the kind of guy that if you put him with the right person in the right match, he could go. 
You cannot deny that his matches with Undertaker were amazing. They were great They were, matches. but you know as well as I, I do that Taker carried it. Well, and he may have, but he still has to hold up his end of it. What I'm trying to get to is that I just don't see this Ryback character going that way. Like, I just, he no. doesn't have that initial charisma and look. Yeah, he's a big, jacked-up dude. But I just don't get it. I don't understand, like, why you would try to recreate the Goldberg thing with this guy yeah. and then get mad that fans are responding <laughs> and chanting Goldberg. It's like, that's what you're doing. It's like, don't. Just... Yeah, you're, you're copying it. Yeah, it's like, I don't. Trying to recreate a streak, make this guy undefeated. Meanwhile, he hasn't beat anybody worth beating and nobody cares. It's just. <laughs> Speaking of uh, beating and getting beat, Linda McMahon is still going out for the Senate. Yes. And mm-hmm. apparently Vince is all pissed off at Jesse Ventura, who I like. Okay. Um, <laughs> because Ventura won't vote for her and won't yeah. stand stand up. And Ventura came out and said, now Ventura is very much, I mean, he did, he, he's very much into the conspiracy stuff. I am well, too. But Vince, uh, Ventura came out right away and he's like, when Vince asked me, I told him, I don't stand on Democrat or Republican and I will never vote either one of those sides. I'm sorry. And, you know, Vince being Vince is all upset about it. Like it matters. Yeah. I don't, I don't. I mean, the reality is, is you know who Jesse is. You know how he thinks. He ran as an independent when he got elected. Mm-hmm. Why are you surprised? And why does it matter? Like you're going to hold a grudge against this guy over nothing. I mean, just stop. Exactly. Exactly. And yet when it comes to voting, Hogan Hogan gets voted worst dad by ABC. <laughs> I wonder For why. For once, the polls turned out the way I wanted them to. I mean, and this is a list of guys like Bobby Brown, Michael Lohan, and Woody Allen. <laughs> really? You're the top of that list? Way to go, Hogan. You're the champ dad. Yeah, like, really. Uh, Dude, that's not a list you want to be top of. No, he is a tr- he's a train wreck of an individual. Yep. I think... Yeah. What sums up to me is I was actually, you know, I follow all the different wrestling shows on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I get all the updates. And I think the best comment I saw when TNA Impact was being discussed was a fan. Now, this is a fan saying, I'm looking forward to the show. But if Hogan is out there and talking for more than five minutes, I'm turning the channel. (laughs) And it's just true. That sums it up. Nobody wants to hear it. Or not. Attention or not. The guy, to me, is just bad for TV at this point. I, I know what yes. his legacy is. I know what he means to people. I'm just as nostalgic as the next guy. I want to have great feelings about him, but he is just a TV killer. He gets on that well, let stick. Me, let me ask you this. It. Let me ask you this. Is it as bad as, I, I mean, I would, I would tend to say it's like Flair. They have a legacy. Keep the damn legacy, man. Get yeah. off TV. Yeah, in, I, in recent years, ever since Flair decided to retire and then went to TNA, it's been it's been kind of a sad slide. And I yeah. think it's a personal thing. I cut Flair a lot of slack about these behind-the-scenes dealings and things that he does because I just mm. love and respect how talented he is, how great right. he is. Hogan, uh, not so much. Just stop. <laughs> just stop. Well, uh, the last two bits of news we have this week are kind of interesting. Um, it's been long known that, that Vince bought pretty much every single wrestling library out there. He owns the rights to everything yeah. except one. 
which um, is Bill Watts' video yes. library. There is, I got to imagine some amazing, amazing stuff. And you have personally, early... I'm one of those people. I'm excited about this because I'm one of those guys that loves WWE classics on demand. Agreed. I think it's great. Love the idea of them having their own network. Nobody could have pulled this off but them to compile all these libraries of wrestling. I'm the kind of guy I could spend a whole Sunday just sitting on my butt watching old wrestling. <laughs> you know, I love it. Yeah. So yeah, the classic stuff. Great. And with this, you know, uh, with it's this, a way with to Bill Watts, get the stuff back out there to a whole new generation of fans that didn't see it the first time around. Right. And what you're going to be able to get with this one is with Bill Watts's library, you'll get all the old early Von Erich stuff. You're going to get early Dusty Rhodes. You're going to get early Horsemen. Probably prior to Horseman, you're going to get early, early flair, big hair flair, as we call it. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good stuff. Uh, I mean, I think it's the most important thing as a fan of wrestling is the legacy of it. You know, just keeping it out there. Don't bury it in a vault somewhere. Show it to fans. Let fans learn. You know, I, I think it's great. So I'm looking forward to actually seeing that stuff in the near future. That's going to be cool. And the last bit of news that we have is uh, something that broke my heart when I saw it. The last of the good accounts on Twitter of um, fake wrestlers is finally gone. My personal favorite, Cranky Vince, which was probably one of the best ones. And even even the people on the inside said that they had to shut it down because it was too close. It was somebody, and they don't even know, it was somebody definitely close to Vince because some of the stuff, like I said, was just way too you know, not public knowledge. Like the, yeah. the night on wrestling when the, the segment went bad and Vin, Cranky Vince tweeted, time to go punch Kidman. <laughs> yep. and, and, and that was the amazing thing about it was just how, it, from what I've read and heard, there would be things that Vince said and it would be oh, yeah. minutes after he said it and it would be a tweet. So it's yeah, most likely somebody on the inside trying to be cute and funny, but they shut it down, which is a shame because it was hysterical. It absolutely but, was hysterical. I mean, some of the it, stuff that he did was like, I mean, the Cranky Vince account, there was a couple of times where he made comments about Stephanie and incest. But uh, outside of that, the and stuff there was, that they, uh, there were a lot of things about, you know, basically making Vince sound like he was all drugged up and out of his mind on drugs. And I can dude, understand why they wanted to shut it down, but it's still, it was awesome. It was funny. We'll miss yeah, it. it. We'll definitely miss it. Now, on, I guess, the positive note for WWE, there was actually something put up about Miss Kelly Kelly and her. Really? I I didn't realize that it was six years since she has debuted originally on ECW and Sci-Fi. She made her little striptease debut, and that was six years ago. And some fans actually, you know, did like a happy six years in WWE K2, and they got it trending worldwide on Twitter. You know, and I just good for you, so Kelly Kelly. If I mean, she's been there for six, six years, years. She le- I, I didn't didn't even seem like it was that long, but it, good for does her. Does that mean she does that mean she's legal age now? <laughs> Sorry. She's a little bit Ouch. young. I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> all right, that's it. That's it for this week's wrestling show. Uh catch all your local wrestling programs, you know where to find them, and then catch us here again next week. I have a good one. Have a good one, guys. <laughs>